Hello once again everyone, thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, we of course want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring it to you for free each and every week on whichever platform you choose to listen. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza, their delicious pizza is still there, though you can't dine in, you can still get it for takeout or delivery. Check out Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Thanks to Pollyanna DIY, they make some amazing custom enamel pins for us they've got those for sale as well as amazing t-shirts all sorts of throwback items as well so check out pollyanna diy on social media and their website and finally thanks to the merger of smart mark video and iwtv watching aiw has never been easier go to smartmarkvideo.com and purchase any of the past aiw shows on dvd or mp4 and if you love watching things weekly and streaming on an entire network, sign up at independentwrestling.tv using the code ABSOLUTE and get yourself a five-day free trial to watch a revolving archive of AIW shows as well as other independent promotions. And don't forget, as of right now, AIW streaming weekly on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. And with that, we get into this week's episode as the uh, revolving virtual chair continues. We have another guest. Uh, we're sitting here, as always, with AIW owner John Thorne. And my name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And joining us on this episode, none other than the filth man from Filthland, Filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah, thanks, Steve. You put more energy into that than you did to the great sponsors like Angelo's Pizza, where you can have a delicious pizza pie. They may not be open for customers to sit down, but you can enjoy a piece at your home right from Madison Ave in Lakewood, Ohio, right? Something like that? Yeah, that's good. Come on, man. Let's get some energy going. I know everybody's bummed out, but damn it, you we're alive. Started, you only just started drinking. So What? I don't. I mean, that's that's a I lot. Do I have of to be drinking to have some energy? I'm not drinking before the shows. Am He's got I? energy. He's been doing all those Turkish get-ups. Yeah, Turkish I oil started, wrestling. I started doing the Turkish get-ups, Tom. Bullshit. It's, I'm serious. I you, I, 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 I got the kettlebell. It's only a, it's only like a 15 pound kettlebell, but it's it's tough, man. And I'm, I'm only doing five on each side thus far when I do so, it. I I have a whole so I have a whole thing right now. Uh, four different days. There are four different circuits of kettlebell workouts, and one of those days includes Turkish get-ups. Cool, cool story. <laughs> I've not, I've not done, I've not done any Turkish get-ups. I'm fucking sick and damn tired of everybody with these like quarantine workouts. Guess what? Guess what I do? Every fucking day I work out. I didn't have to be in quarantine. Now all of a sudden, people are the experts on body weight exercise and. Hanging shit from your your door handles and working out. Get the fuck out of here. You see those people <laughs> that are like uh, putting stuff on trees and stuff. Well, I mean, I do that, but Tom does that. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a rare breed of guys like me and Low Key that are doing stuff like that. You the know? tree pull up <laughs> is a, a, such a great thing. When I was a kid growing up in the country, and I didn't have stuff at home, but I had to like work out or exercise. We had a couple trees in the yard. I was big on that, doing the well, tree pull ups. Where'd you grow up? Uh, in Ohio. <laughs> oh, you said out in the country. I was like, I, no, no, not out Kansas of or like not out of the country. No, there's rural spots in Ohio. I don't know. I only see the insides of some of the finest establishments 
that you gentlemen take me to. So what can I say? That's true. That is only the nicest for you. (laughs) The flats. That's where I get. You love the flats. You love the flats. I do. I do. And good company. And I do love house. I liked. uh, I I liked. uh, What was the the other place? What was the church? Mount Carmel. I I liked that place a lot too. I liked all the restaurants that that were over there. Yeah, Yeah, you liked the poutine place. Uh, What is the name of it? Local West. Local West. That's a burger place over there. That's right next to it. Yeah. You used to go to you get poutine from that one place. I can't think of what it's called now, though. It's right yeah, next Tom, to it. Tom and I went uh, to the poutine place after we spent the day recording that match with uh, Worldwide. Oh, did we? Yeah, we went there for dinner. Uh, I just did a show with uh, Pod Van Dam about that very match. And, like, it, it was supposed to be about my worst match ever, so we talked about that. And in the back of my mind, I kept telling myself, like, all right, at the end of this, I'm going to put Worldwide over so he doesn't feel so bad about himself. But I forgot to do it. <laughs> so, so we went through the whole thing. And it's like I really have had worse matches than that match for sure. But we went through the whole thing, and I just fucking buried him every chance I could get. Like, in the anticipation at the end, I'm going to really like be like, ah, oh, look, you know, there was a guy that was worse. But then I totally forgot. So, well, who's oh, the guy uh, that was worse? There was a guy named I think there's a guy named Heater. I, I wrestled a tournament, right? <laughs> I wrestled a tournament, the FX Cup, in like 2007 or 2008, and uh, I defeated Jason Sorrow, who was notoriously bad. He was terrible on the Florida indie scene. Heater, who was just as bad, and uh, then Naftali in the finals. Milo Beasley. Um, so you're but, saying worldwide's better than those guys? He's I don't know if he's better than uh, Milo Beasley, but he's better than Peter and uh, fucking Jason Sorrow, that's for sure. Uh, oh, banter, it. banter is the name of the poutine place that you love. Banter, uh, yeah, just your favorite for reference. Yeah, did some research here. There's plenty of places we go. You know, uh, we still have to go to Mister Hero. Yeah. You got to go there, but you got to go to the one that Mrs. Dad owns. So somebody told me a story because that's that one's right by my house, and somebody said that there was a sign that said under new management, but I drove by there tonight and oh, I did not see no. that sign. So I think so. I think somebody was lying to me. You think it's Morrison? <laughs> might, might be Morrison's dad. He bought in. <laughs> he bought in. They're going all Tom, the way. Tom just wants to go to the one to see the uh, the shrine to the Miz. Yeah, big Miz fan. Oh, well, <laughs> I was I was hoping he I was I was I was uh, selfishly hoping he'd get released so I could try to get a match with him. But I'm gonna have to settle for Spud, Rockstar Spud. That's your dream. that's your uh, that's your dream match right now, huh? He's my new Dave the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, th- I think we could probably make Spud happen. Oh, but Dave the Clown! Well, come on, out of all the people, listen. Spud has wrestled at AIW before. As he, I think, or, or uh, well, EC3, right? He's bound yeah, to be back, I would imagine, right? So all I these guys know. have ties. Rusev, I mean, I don't have any ties to Rusev. No, Miroslav Barnyashev. Is no. he gonna go by his real name? On the he, I, I keep, I, I keep looking to see, you know, the the new pro wrestling tees sh- uh, sh- stores to pop up, so I can know what they're gonna go by. I haven't seen a Rusev one yet. I think that we may have a tie to Rusev. I mean, what? Gangrel, you, well, hold but... on. You think you may have a tie, so you're not sure. Not me, but well, so the There's no Ziggler and his brother, <laughs> Ziggler and his brother, 
I believe, are, are kind of boys with Rusev. Oh, they uh, know I mean, him? Any, any they of those. Him? Not, no, not know him? him, but like, I'm sure, I'm sure that we could be like, hey, is he interested? I'm sure he's going to post an email, Steve, if he wants to get booked, too. Yeah, you know? we'll, be all, we'll be all right. Tom, I would like Tom versus Rusev. Uh, I'm on board with that Listen, one. I'm telling you, Spud's the money match. Me Spud, and Spud. Huh? Yeah, Eric Stevens and, and Rusev. Is that was that yeah. on his list? No, that's just a thought. <laughs> that was on Rusev's list. Come on, Rusev's who there. didn't see that coming? Who didn't that's... see the the non-retirement from Eric Stevens coming? That that was more telegraphed than the Eddie Kingston non-retirement. You think? No, you. Think I've so? never seen. I've never seen two guys in the last year want to retire less than Eric Stevens and Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Tell me what else would they do? Who's Eric going to sell his fucking cookies to? He's got like a million buyers in the wrestling market now. What, what are you going to – Eddie's going to work at a bank or some shit? I mean, come on. He had, he, has, he had sellers before coming back to wrestling though. Buyers. Those, peop- those people are in shape. They're like one-time buys. <laughs> the wrestling clientele, those are repeat customers. Take a look at them. You're going to tell me they're not ordering cookies on a regular basis, right? It's very, tr- think, it's very you think, true. You think the hot chick with the six-pack is eating those cookies all the time? No. She got like, like one from her, her boyfriend who bought them you know, with some fucking $40 pack of protein. They're like they're giant not, scones. Yeah, they're not even cookies. It's just like a big like rock of – I don't even know what it is. It's, it's not a rock. cookie. It's fucking delicious. I'm not. Doesn't look like any chips I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> or a Keebler. If he can make yeah. one of those like a Keebler elf, I'll fucking I'll grant it cookie status. But until how, then, many, how, how many Keebler so. elves would it take to make one of those cookies? <laughs> Quite a bit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna get on him. I'm gonna get on him about. What have you it. been doing in this quarantine? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same thing I was doing. Before, uh, I realized during this whole downtime that I am either like a total loser uh, or I'm really focused. Probably both, actually. Both, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably a little bit of both. So, yeah, actually, I'm waking up uh, even earlier than I was before. So now I'm up at like 530. Uh, I usually work out uh, and then I work out again. Why are you waking up at 530? What else do I have to do? Are you one of those like early guys uh, every day? Like wake up early, drink your coffee. <laughs> yeah, I just said I get up at five thirty every day. Just every, just <laughs> you're, you're just that you're just that guy though. Like you have to wake uh, up at five thirty. I don't really like care, but I mean, here's the other thing: I have kids, right? So yeah. my kids wake up at eight, nine. So you know, there's a few hours where I can accomplish stuff. Whereas otherwise, if I wake up at you know nine o'clock, I'm not working out before they get up. You know. Gotcha. I, I at least have to look like I'm a functioning adult. I don't do shit. It's not like I actually take care of my kids. Like my wife and my my mother-in-law are around. They're probably better off and safer when I'm on the road wrestling. But I mean, when I'm here, I gotta at least make it look like I'm fucking making an effort. I saw on Instagram you gave uh, I think you gave your daughter a tombstone right in the backyard the other day. Yeah, yeah, I fucking took her out too. It was like it was like the old uh, what was it Arn and Gene Anderson or or Gene and Ole Anderson the sacrifice headbutt. I took out my son with her on the tombstone too. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, hey, what a great dad. They can work. It's already they're already better than me, so Yeah, you're you're getting your uh you're getting your retirement plan ready to go. I think that was the first three way match I've won. 
Actually, no. <laughs> really? Yeah. You think? Yeah. How, so, like, well, let's get in. Let's get into this. You know, we can go back and forth on all these random stories, but uh, I don't think people really realize, like pre MMA, pre UFC, that you were actually a trained wrestler. Yeah, I mean, I sucked, but. I mean, I was around uh, 2000 and go ahead. You gotta, no, uh, what, le- what, like what leads you down this path? Fucking insanity, man. I mean, just like everybody else, I grew up as a fan. Um, I don't know what my first like real time seeing wrestling was, but I remember ever since I was a kid watching it, like I would watch, uh, I guess it was GWF and USWA, whatever was on ESPN at 4 p.m. in the afternoon when I'd get home, I would race home. My grandparents live next door, so I would eat dinner at their house on Saturdays, hot dogs and beans every Saturday. I would race home uh, down the path to catch um, WCW Saturday night uh, at 6.05 on Saturdays, and sometimes a fucking Braves game was on. I'd lose my mind. So pissed. Uh, and then I would catch WWF whenever it was on, but it, that was on like more random times. So I really remember watching... Uh, WCW, I grew up in Massachusetts, but I remember watching like WCW and whatever was on ESPN really on like a super regular basis. And then, uh, I moved to Florida. I kept watching wrestling. I went to, uh, college in Orlando and like while I was in college, I would go to TNA tapings a bunch and, um, to, at the old impact zone. And in 2005, uh, I guess in like the back of my mind, I was, I was like, I'm going to give this a shot because when I looked at most of the people who tried to get involved in wrestling, I thought like outside of the top people who make it, they don't, you know, most of the fans aren't athletic. Uh, seems like it's a, uh, uh, you know, like easier access to the top than most people seem. Um, if you have some drive and determination. So I started uh, going to like a wrestling school. It was called uh, FXE and there was uh, some trainers there like, Michael Shane, aka oh, Matt Bentley, right? Matt Bentley, the uh, isn't he like this third cousin of Shawn Michaels or something? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> the guy that owned the school is this guy AJ Gallant. I'm sure you've heard of him. No, I only know AJ oh. Gray. <laughs> okay, AJ Gallant, Viper, as he was known. Um, he was like the the school owner. Uh, is that American Gladiators? <laughs> yeah, not quite. Believe me. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had a photo of this guy, but he, I, it was like one of these guys. He owned the school. I don't, um, he claimed he was trained by Shawn Michaels, but I don't know if that was true or not. And like, I saw one match of him wrestling and he was like a great character, but you know, this was also like mid two thousand, So everybody kind of sucked in the ring for the most part. Um, Alex Porto was another trainer there. Uh, Hack Myers. Oh, you know, okay. Spent, spent a ton of time, uh, with Hack Myers uh, Jamie Noble, Jamie, James Gibson. He wasn't a trainer there, but he was, uh, like in between, I guess it was probably when he was, uh, doing ROH, uh, as well. And, uh, he was always coming through the gym. Uh, so there was like a ton of guys. Devon Dudley was there a bunch kind of towards the end of my run. Ah, machete Ricky Vega from TNA was another guy who, uh, you know, did a ton of work with me. So I'm sure Josh Bishop loves him. <laughs> he was like a, a, a jobber. He was the heater for LAX. So Josh Bishop absolutely would love him for sure. Um, I'm trying to look up pictures of AJ Gallant. Is this Viper? Wait, 
Let me see. I can't see. Oh, that. I'll look up Viper. Um. So yeah, so like I, I worked the Florida Indies for a couple years. I worked at a tag team with JP Ace as the Down Boys, and we would come out to Down Boys from by Warrant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a great song! <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I had like a, I had a WWE tryout. Um, I did like extra work at one of the Raw shows. I had a WWE tryout for at Deep South for like a week, and uh, basically uh, I quit <laughs> after that. So it, it didn't go well, or what? It, it was like I went. I had already been working. I went up there for. They brought me up for a week. They put me up in you know some housing, gave me a car or whatever. Uh, went to all the training sessions and. It, they didn't have me work at all. Uh, I remember, I think it was, I, I want to say it was Zach Ryder. It was either Zach Ryder or uh, Kurt Hawkins. I'm assuming they were both there, but I remember one of them getting like KO'd by the heavy bag on a blow-up drill and, and getting like taken out. Uh, there was like tons of guys there now that I think about it. But um, they didn't like have me work any matches. They didn't do any promo work, nothing. They just had me take fucking bump after bump after bump after bump after bump. After bump, after bump, after bump. Uh, this was when Luke Gallows was the fake Kane. Okay. And, uh, they, had, they had me take, what a fucking rib this is. I love Kane. And they had me take about 9 million chokeslams <laughs> from the fucking fake Kane before he went out there and beat my beloved Kane. And uh, then I went home. Bill DeMott told me to give him a call on Monday, send him an email. I did both of those things. Didn't hear back for months, if not you know, weeks, if not months. And, uh, in that downtime I quit. And then, uh, I did get a call back from, I don't remember if it was Tommy dreamer or, uh, Simon Dean. But, uh, at that point I was pretty much done. So were they going to, were they going to offer you something or what was the, call it was there? like, Oh, we're going to bring you up to OVW. For... And you're just like, fuck it. <sighs> I, I don't really remember the timeline. Like, it, that happened, and then uh, I think, like, immediately, like, days later, they left me a message telling me they I needed to be in Jacksonville for a dark match the next day. Like, I didn't even talk to anybody. They just fucking left a voicemail, and then and then I think I got another voicemail yelling at me for no showing. Yeah. <laughs> who, who was, like, uh, who I was scouting say, you? I, I want to say it was Simon Dean that was, like, the head of that talent stuff, so. But, like, who set you up with the Deep South tryout? Somebody has to, like. Oh, Come on, I would name a wrestler. Who oh, Jerry? <laughs> who would have, Jerry. Who would have sent me there? Yeah, come on. That's that's what I was assuming, but I want to. Yeah, know. come there on, buddy. Yeah, but there was a, there was like a ton of guys there. Sonny Siaki, I remember okay. he was there. Yeah. Uh, Heath Slater, Kenny Omega was there. Um, fuck, Vladimir Kozlov. I oh, mean, yeah. just wow. a, a long a real thing. who's who. Yeah, this is when Connor yeah. from the Ascension was like a surfer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is this is, a, this is a cool time back in the day. I couldn't find so, any okay. pictures. You got, you got the guy running the wrestling school. He's sitting in his office with a mask on. Jody <laughs> Hamilton or whoever. Like, I couldn't find any on? pictures of the Viper. It was just a bunch of news articles and interviews that he did, but it was all text. <laughs> yeah. He probably wrote them. So. <laughs> So so, why do you quit? What what leads you to quitting? Quitting when apparently the WWE was gonna give you a job. It sounds like is that what was happening? That's what um, it sounds like. Uh, 
Well, you know, when I was at that tryout, I just thought this is like this is pretty fucking stupid. Like this is how people are treated. This sucks. Uh, they string you along. I got strung along for like months afterwards, and I thought, you know what? And and, and to be honest, I had already fought right. Like I started fighting in two thousand three, is when I had my first MMA fight. So huh. it wasn't like I was, you know, like sitting around like, ah, shit, I got nothing else I could do. This is when MMA was starting to get hot and I had already done it. I was already like ahead of the curve. So I thought like I can take my life, my career, all this stuff into my own hands. Little do I know that's not really how it works, but <laughs> I had a better chance of taking things into my own hands, um, you know, through fighting than I did with wrestling, I thought. so. That's so that a... That's a similar I don't enjoy my time at FCW story to uh, our current absolute champion. Well, he was there. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. I was there for a week, and I was like, this fucking – I could already oh, see okay. this, you know? Like, hey, I remember Bill DeMott telling me, run the ropes. Okay, I'm running the ropes. It's just me and him. Run the ropes. Okay, I'm running the ropes. I don't like how you're running the ropes. Okay, do it differently. Okay, do you have any, any advice, any tips? No, just do it differently. So I run the ropes for <laughs> – fucking 10 more minutes stops me still don't like it do it differently any advice <laughs> no just do it differently and i'm like are you fucking serious right like this is what it's like <laughs> like you hear the stories and i just got a little i just dipped my foot in it and got a taste of it and uh that was that was like enough i worked a few more matches after that like i remember uh my partner and i jps jobbed out to Ron Killings and uh, Kip, whatever. Kip, I, Kip? I yeah, I don't know who he was at the time, but uh, when they were like in TNA and some, I, I'll, I'll never forget it because some asshole in the crowd threw like a D cell battery at us. You know what I mean? Like, it's like your big bad down in Puerto Rico. <laughs> like a D cell battery in the Cocoa Beach Convention Center. <laughs> It's the James Gang? Is that when they were the James Gang? Um, they may have been the James Gang, or uh, I think they have like another iteration of uh, some kind. Weren't they like brothers at some point? Oh, <laughs> Is that the knows. James Gang? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a TNA expert by any means. Yeah, we would need Josh Bishop for that one. But uh, yeah. I used to one. go. I used to go all the time, but I don't remember shit. Like, I used to I, actually watch quite a bit of TNA, but I didn't. It didn't register for some reason. I don't know. I didn't keep all of it. I think like I would go to the tapings, right? So who knows how many things I was seeing? I probably saw Eric Stevens get pounced, you know. Like I know yeah. I watched Alex Shelley wrestle probably a million fucking times and thought like, oh my god, this guy's incredible, you know. <laughs> and here he is, thirteen years, fifteen years later, doing the same thing. Like, yeah, when did you actually start? I have a, I have a really bad memory about wrestling stuff like that too, like shit that I've seen or. I don't know. It just all blends together to me sometimes. You, you kind of have a bad memory in, in, in general about stuff. Me? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I mean, I say that lovingly, but, uh, you know, we try to try to make it happen, piece it together for you. I can't uh, lock things out, I think. Yeah, that's probably what it is, yeah. When did you actually start training any sort of martial arts? Uh, high school wrestling would have been the first time, so... Mm-hmm. I had seen the UFC 2 when 
I must have been in fifth grade, so I was like eleven or twelve years old. Those and like those VHS tapes were like gold mines when you're like a <laughs> eleven and twelve year old, right? Like they I remember were like, awesome, yeah. I remember like I own if I go to like my parents or my grandma's house, like I guarantee you there's like UFC one, two, and three on VHS tapes somewhere yeah. in one of those houses. And then you could get like you'd even get like I would get King of the Cage, which is like a joke now, but like King of Dan the Dan Bobish, baby. The f- oh man. I just watched Dan Bobish get fucking killed by Mark Hunt. Uh, on, Pride on of Cleveland, Dan Twitter. Bobish. Really? I didn't even realize he was from Cleveland. But Yeah, we were trying to book him for, uh, for oh, back in 2000, God. 2007. There was oh. some, some intermediate discussions going on, but it never, never came to be. Dude, you're lucky you didn't know. I didn't know about that. I would have been bugging you for the past three years. If you yeah. thought I was bugging you about Dave the Clown. or fucking- he, I, think he, I think he still may be located in Cleveland, but... He ran some like, you know, some local MMA stuff, and I think ripped some people off and kind of fell off the face <laughs> of the earth. Dude. He's like the size of the earth. Isn't yeah, he? I mean, but he he did some pro wrestling in in Japan. Yeah, he probably did hustle. Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh, dude, did you watch Hustle? That was a phenomenal. Uh, I didn't like. Promotion. I know of it, and I know like a lot that happened in it, but I didn't like seek oh, it out to watch it. Fuck, man, it's the wackiest of the wacky. Like beyond anything ddt has ever imagined it's like is uh is that where kawada wrestled cactus jack i believe so but he might have been dangerous k in like the the bruce lee suit there was like i think think he was just straight kawada i'm really oh man i'm gonna go back that's hustle deserves to be rewatched because that's like honestly that was that like when i quit wrestling there was like hustle and pride still going on and that was the heat of it and that is really what I wanted to do. You know, like I wanted to be the guy who's like, okay, at MMA, but you watch him go pro wrestling and it's like, this guy's the fucking man. You know, like I wanted to be like Takayama, but actually win a fight. Well, I mean, and like all those like pride guys, they all did pro wrestling. Like Mark Coleman did pro wrestling. So yeah. those guys did pro wrestling. Go, um, the last, uh, is it the last? Yeah, it was the Lee Moriarty match. The last one I had for AIW, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So uh, in that match, I broke out the Kevin Randleman from Hustle. There's a spot where somebody goes for a kick. Randleman's on his knees. He ducks it, and he fucking pops up with a huge spear. And uh, Lee and I actually copied that same spot in that match. So I just saw uh, – I don't know. Hammer if house! I don't know if you saw this on Twitter <laughs> the other day but uh, or a couple weeks ago. I don't know how long ago it was, but there's a clip. There's a gif going around, and it's Mark Coleman giving uh, – the great Kali Ahura Oh, no and way. Yeah, it was going around. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, that is awesome. Like, yeah, that, like, Randleman and, uh, and Coleman, uh, were kind of like, they were like almost, they could have been like the New Age Steiner brothers, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, uh, if they were able to, to go loose. In, We've been uh, trying to get yeah. Mark Coleman to wrestle for AIW forever, but he's, uh, he's real weird. I don't think he's doing too well, to be honest. You know who was he's awesome, weird. too? You ever watch Boss Rutten? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, his, three or four matches that he had, he was fucking awesome. I never saw him wrestle. I only knew him as like a MMA fighter. No, no, no. He had a match with, um, I want, Oh, what is it? Koji Kanemoto. He had a match with Kanemoto and he had a match with, uh, Nagata, I believe for the title. And they're both awesome. Awesome matches. Like great pro wrestling matches. I'll have to look for those. I mean, I love that. Like, I love that, like you know those those crossover things, especially in Japan. They just they seem to 
always like it, it always feels like it's this like big super fight feel when they do it you know like they'll have like a like a mark coleman or a kevin randleman or a don fry you know like all this yeah. just wacky shit don uh, thorn correct me if i'm wrong but we the attempt was there to get mark coleman as dom's corner man against tom lawler when you guys and his corner solution man. match yeah, that was <laughs> my corner. My corner man. Listen, Mark Coleman. We love Frank. Listen, Mark Coleman is a phenomenal competitor. He is great. He has accolades out the ass as a fighter. He, I'm sure, was even on the coaching staff at Ohio State for wrestling. But he is not on the level of coaching that Big Frank is. He's not even in the same <laughs> fucking atmosphere of a coach <laughs> as big Frank is. So Dom could have had him in his corner. It wouldn't matter one fucking bit. Did you, did Frank, you tell Nick, Frank? He could be my boss. He could be my boss right now, Frank. He could have yeah, been, you, but you blew it. Did you tell him that you're recording with the board of directors right now? I, I don't know, man. I think, I think, uh, I think that ship sailed. I asked him when he's making his return. He told me never, never. He said never. Yeah. That was the end of it. I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm not oh, asking I guess again. A- Guy gets a sweet job in the NFL, and now he's he's too good for old <laughs> AIW, big. huh? He's too. Yeah, he said he needed trans in a room. That's what he told me if he's showing up. <laughs> I got a spare bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think that's the kind he's looking for. <laughs> yeah, he's looking for the America's best value. You gotta hook up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be arranged. We'll we'll even upgrade him and put him at the uh, at the Hojo instead. Have you stay, stayed in contact with Frank lately? Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, there, there's reasons why he can't he can't show up. They're oh, good, sure. good reasons. Good reasons, good reasons. Yeah, I don't want to put nice. his, I want to put his business out there. He grew a he grew a second dick. <laughs> so it's, can't, can't make it. That old second dick, huh? Yeah, that'll get you every time. <laughs> keep you. Actually, I think I think it's that Trump travel ban. Oh yeah, I mean they're in the same location. <laughs> what? I mean, Sid was fucking ahead of his time using that as the uh, reasoning, he was, right? He was, he was yeah. Just, he was three years too early. Oh man, that pandemic. There's a pandemic on the way, Don. They can make it. You know what's pissed me off is Sid has shown up to like every other booking he's ever had since <laughs> that day, except for that one. I'm, no, he, I'm, he missed WrestleCon, I think. But. I'm doing one of those uh, – have you seen those beat-offs that people yeah, are yeah. doing, right? I'm doing one of those next week. I don't think it's been announced Is yet. Is you versus Sid? No, but I was going through the themes, and I'm like, fuck, I want to I do it, but I just can't do it, man. I can't yeah. do it, you know? He burned too many bridges. I might have to break out a Kevin Nash theme. He's still in my good graces. Kevin Nash? Yeah. He's a good guy. Dude, you know what? I, I, I was thinking about this when I was cooking bacon this morning. I'm bummed out, right? I'm bummed out that I didn't tell Nash how much I fucking love the line because I I need to bring it back. I need to use it all the time. But you look like a short order cook at a Waffle House. Take a shower, hit the weights, get a clue. Was the best trash talk in the history of wrestling as far as I'm concerned. And who did he say that to? CM Punk. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. During their... (laughs) During their little feud, right? They're like two, three week feud. <laughs> Which I think Nash beat him at the pay per view. He did, and <laughs> did then they just never brought him back. He never, never wrestled again. <laughs> like, what how the do fuck? we? 
How did he win that? For so in my mind, because he didn't come back, I keep thinking that he he lost. No, how no, did, he, how he came he... back and won. I think you just I think you just pinned him clean with a small package. <laughs> Wait, Kevin Nash wins clean with a small package. I, I think so. Yeah, look it up on the network. <laughs> I don't think that's how he won. He had to he had to be like interfered from Triple H in the power bomb. Yeah, I don't that's what I was thinking. Okay, all right, <laughs> that makes more sense. You know what? Actually, that's the time that I got back into wrestling. Oddly enough, because I didn't watch it. I like when I quit. I quit fucking cold turkey. I was like, this shit is so stupid. I'm done. Like, so was it? It was Kevin Nash that brought you back into wrestling. Is that what you're saying? When I when I started watching again, you know what happened? I went and did a thing for uh, FCW, like um, a what, I don't even know what it would be. Like there was, they had a big show, right? And that the Undertaker goes to like it makes his one appearance a year at this show for FCW. So they were like, "There's a there's a radio guy I know, and he's like, we need some." Um, we need like celebrities. So I show up and it's me, right? So they, they need people to do like a face off with the Usos and Tamina. And then <laughs> the lights are going to go off and the undertaker is going to be on the stage. And this is like a, I don't, it wasn't like make a wish, but it's like kids who are severely, uh, there's like, you know, major health issues going on. Uh, sure. and it's like fucking some dude from the bucks, me, and then Mike Allstott, right? Like, <laughs> how do I fit in with fucking Mike Allstott? Like that. Love so, Mike Allstott. So Mike Allstott and this other guy from the Bucks have like a face-off with the Usos, and I'm in Tamina's face, of course. I got the, <laughs> the fucking envious task of that. And then like the lights went off. The Undertaker appeared with a belt. He was on the stage, and nobody knew who was going to be the, like in the crowd. So there, all these kids are. I mean, they're losing their minds. Like they're. They're happy, but they're also horrified because <laughs> because the Undertaker. Undertaker just popped up out of nowhere, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then after that, I was like, you know what? I think I'll start watching again. And like the Miz was the champion; he was feuding with John Cena. Uh, the Nexus, I think, was around. Like this is all that time. So this so. is like 2011. Yeah, so basically when everybody stopped watching is when I started. <laughs> that was the first WrestleMania I went to. WrestleMania that's, how those ra- that's how those ratings stayed consistent, you know? <laughs> they brought me in, yeah. So that was like 2011, 2011 or 2012, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. 2011 was uh, Ms. Cena at WrestleMania, and uh, The Rock was the guest host. Yeah, and I went to the next WrestleMania, the one with The Rock and uh, Cena, in, in Miami. Miami, yeah, for like seventeen bucks, up in the nosebleeds. My, my, uh, I paid my, more than that for those nosebleeds. <laughs> my then girlfriend's uh, aunt bought us the tickets, and we went. And it's like randomly, my my girlfriend at the time, her mom worked with a girl who was dating a guy who had just gotten hired as a writer, right? So we meet up with her, and we're talking to him, and he's like, "Oh man," or she was telling us like. Uh, tomorrow like his big his big project's gonna debut you know it's gonna be so awesome it's gonna be great and we're like oh what is it lord tensai oh, like, oh. <laughs> man i just remember watching the next night like oh fuck but yeah. at that time he was a he was a big deal in japan and i think that they thought that that was gonna matter yeah but not with that gimmick i mean shit no, he better awesome. the hip-hop hippo it was coming awesome. straight in. <laughs> Fuck, Lord Tensai. What was he like? If he was like the Lord of the Bathhouse or something, 
that would have been like an okay gimmick. Like, oh, who is this guy? Ah, right, he's some, some some big dude taking advantage of all the Asian chicks in the bathhouse. All right, I kind of get into that. He's you know the fucking Japanophile or whatever. You know, he's, it pretends like he's in the anime. Sounds okay. like a gimmick that Duke could get behind right there. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> he loves his he loves his comic books. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you're Wait. living in Florida then, still at that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived in Orlando. I lived in the hot spot of wrestling before. Before it was the when, hot spot of wrestling. Before it was a hot spot. Yeah. When do you go? Wait, okay, so 2011, you decided, that's only, you just decided to start watching. You didn't get back into wrestling. No, I was like, yeah, I'll just start watching it. I I, uh, okay. I, I had moved, what happened is, I moved from Florida to New England, kind of like around that time, and I guess I would just, you know, I moved, I had no friends anymore, it was like, uh, I moved back home, like, near my family, but I had a bunch of extra time, and I started watching wrestling again to, like, fill that time, so, uh, fuck, man. I can go back in time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was the right turn for you. <laughs> uh, when uh, when's the fighting really? I guess take flight for lack of better terms. Uh, so I quit wrestling in two thousand. I guess two thousand eight was probably like my last matches when I won the FX Cup, uh, and then. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. Uh, then I went on the Ultimate Fighter the next year, so 2009. 2009, okay. Yeah, so 2009. And, like, I was – I think I was, like, 4-1, and 5-1 and one, uh, as a pro fighter. I had, I had a DQ loss uh, for illegal knee to the head. Uh, and uh, I went on tough. And that was, like, when you had to, you had to like, win to get in to the house. So I won my first fight and then spent, see like the, to kind of get off topic here, no, not, go not for really, it. but the um, tough and being a fighter, an MMA fighter has really like, I think prepared me a lot better for this whole pandemic thing than most people because going on the ultimate fighter, it was six weeks in a house, no television, uh, no internet, no phones, no books, no music. You get nothing. Six weeks. Wow. Six weeks. So it's not like, not like now where I'm stuck here and I can do whatever I want. You can't leave the house. Yeah, you know, you can go for a walk. You could go get food if you want. I couldn't do any of that shit. If I wanted something to eat, I had to rely on people to go pick it up, hopefully buy it and bring it back the next day. And hopefully these assholes I live with don't eat it in the meantime. Well, that's probably weeks. what it was. Would you have for to television do, like, pur- purposes? Well, yeah, wanted, of course, of course. They want you but, to hate each other. Of course, but I mean, I went through that. I also uh, there's been I I can't even name the amount of times where like I'd be going into a fight like I had to borrow money from friends to go fight in the UFC. I mean, how fucking stupid is that? You know. Uh, so there's there's a million things. How did I end up in wrestling again? Usada just took my job away. Like, hey. You can no longer fight if you want to anymore. So all these people who've now lost their jobs over the past few months because of this whole pandemic thing, like I went through this. So this is all this is all uh, like second nature to me. Yeah, you're, pre- you're pre- maybe you're prepared. unprepared. You know, I've been through it before. I, I made it out the other end all right. I'm pretty optimistic about this entire situation. Is the USADA thing what ultimately leads you? Like you have to make money, so you got to go back to pro wrestling. 
or had you decided it or I had, I, I had already actually started like going to the gym and, and wrestling. Um, I'm one of those types of people who like, I'll still go. Uh, I started going to grad school. Um, so like I was teaching high school at the time that I was doing pro wrestling and fighting. And, um, I, one of the guys I was training with this guy, Luigi Fioravante, who was in the UFC, fought all over the world. He just told me one day, like, Hey, look, you're good enough. If you want to do this for a job, you can do it, but you're going to have to quit your job, you know? So I did, but, uh, like I couldn't just do that. I had to kind of convince myself, uh, that there was a reason behind it. So I, I went back to grad school and like, I took out some loans, went back to grad school and I did a semester of grad school and then I went on the ultimate fighter and I never finished it. So like I still go back and look like, Oh fuck, I need to finish grad school. You know what I mean? Like I started this and I never, I never finished it. And for, I guess it would be like 10 years. That's how I felt about wrestling. Like I started doing this. I, I mean, I left on my own terms, but I wasn't happy about it by any means. And you know, I, I felt like, you know, even though nobody would probably tell me that, like I felt there was like, there was unfinished business in my own, my own mind. That I need to take care of. So, so you took a ten-year gap between when you were wrestling, but when you came back, you decided, you know what? I'm not going to set a one-year limit on my retirement. <laughs> I think it might have been like nine years or something, really. I guess that I was gone, but yeah, yeah, pretty much ten years. Yeah, I mean, come on, like, I, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I could break break my leg, you know, or there could be a pandemic and then I'm just not going to be able to wrestle. So to put like a, a, a time stamp on things, I had done that with my MMA career. I told myself like there's no fucking way I'm going to fight past like 35. Like are you kidding me? The human body, you're not supposed to do it. And here I am now like preparing myself to go back in the cage and fight again. So uh, I think whenever you – <laughs> like how many times have guys retired and then have to unretire, right? Yeah, right. Like there's Anything. no point. There's no point. I'm a prize fighter. If if I'm 70 years old like Mike Jackson and you throw some money in front of me to come do a match, you get, <laughs> like I'm going to say no, you know. Oh, I'm retired. No, I'm not <laughs> fucking retired. I'm always on the take. Like, I think I think guys are retired until the next payday, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what happens with the fight that you were training for? Are you allowed to talk about that? Is it just put on hold and you have to just keep basically training on your own? Yeah, really. Honestly, uh, you probably know close to as much as I do. You know, everything's kind of just in a holding pattern at this point. My guess, the, so the PFL, uh, which is who I've signed with, um, is like set up in a season format. So it's okay. uh, like – two regular season fights and then there's a point system based on what happens in those fights and then there's a playoff system that begins in uh late september early october in which the winner gets a million dollars right so you you win your first fight it moves up and over the course of the tournament you end up making a million dollars you win it's like five hundred thousand or something for the last fight i don't i don't know the actual pay scale but it's out there yeah this isn't like inside of yeah big yeah Um, it's there yeah so I don't know what's going to happen. You know, they are suspended indefinitely. I don't know. Like, I've got, hold on. I've got this box that they sent me that you guys can see, but it's like this, in this is some, like it's an iPad, uh, it's some gloves, it's some stuff to measure how hard and how fast I can punch because they're still doing stuff for their social media 
and uh, for themselves, I guess, as an organization. But like, we have no clue if the fights are going to happen on time, which I wouldn't imagine. The right. season was supposed to start May 18th, I think, or, or sometime around then. But I've got to think it's pushed back. Uh, and maybe they'll just do the playoffs. You know, maybe they'll just go, hey, we're going to start and not do the regular season and everybody's in the playoffs. I, have, I honestly have no clue. Um, and I don't think that they do either, you know. So how have you been Crazy. training with no, you know, like no gyms, no anything? Uh, I have a home gym and I know some people. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> with that. But like, I mean, you, can't, you can't do like a full on training camp though, right? I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody can like as much as they would like to at this point, but I can get as pretty much close as possible. Plus, I mean, like yesterday, I think the, um, you know, the statements by Trump kind of ease things a little bit as far as like gyms go. I don't know, you know, I don't know if the gyms are going to reopen or, or what the deal is. But uh, the other thing is like in Nevada, I don't know. The, the mayor of Las Vegas is pushing real hard to reopen the city, right? Yeah, because, I, I mean, there's no money coming in. Yeah, none. None. The only, the only money coming in is from all the weed shops, I guess, which are, like, through the roof packed. It's insane. Uh, like, the, the alcohol and weed sales out here. Because I guess fucking all the casino workers are just sitting around boozing up. I don't know. Yeah, they said, like, in Ohio that we had sold, like, double the amount of of liquor sales like <laughs> yeah. this year like in the month of march compared to last year like it's which, some which is actually statistic. insane because ohio is usually a leader in alcohol sales <laughs> uh but tom you about been in Vegas. uh hey easy there i'm not sure right. <laughs> i think it's pretty i think it's pretty pretty much at the top yeah there's some there's some spots unfortunately uh Tom, you've been in Vegas long enough now not to like shift gears and and just talk about this pandemic thing, but could Vegas make it on just a social distancing scale? Where because like I'm just thinking, picturing a like a crowd, there's no way, and you there's only no have way. you could only have like four people yeah. around it probably, right? That, that's the thing. Have the you issue... ever been to Vegas? Like, there's no way. Like, <laughs> no, I've actually are... so I've never been. Oh really? Those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those this, casinos are insane. The issue here is like we almost have we don't have an issue with Corona virus or whatever, COVID-19 orange sicken, whatever you call it. Like there's a million, uh, like other places that are hot spots where it's going bad, but here, like there's not a ton of cases. Um, it's very, it's not rural, but it's like really suburban. There's not like an urban area except for the strip. So as long as the strip shut down, there's not going to be a lot of stuff getting transmitted. Now the issue is like when you open the casinos back up, what are you going to tell people like, you're gonna have one person at a table at the craps table, right. you know. Yeah, um, and all the tourism too. Yeah, and all, and you you can't track these fucking people. Do you know how many Chinese gamblers there are? Like, the Chinese culture is like ridiculous when it comes to gambling. So there's tons of Chinese people here, right? Uh, so right there, yeah, that's tra- like, like traveling straight from China to Las Vegas to just yeah. to gamble. Just so gamble, yeah. for, forget the fact that the disease is everywhere. Do you think a bunch of uh, American people are going to be quick to jump on these flights to Las Vegas where there's going to be a ton of, you know, people trying to pack themselves in? I mean, Americans are stupid. Everybody's stupid. It's not just Americans. Fucking everybody's oh, they, stupid. So maybe they, they will. 
they started reopening the beaches in Florida already, and there's yeah. pictures coming out, and there's you know like a thousand people on a well, beach. Yeah, they said today in Florida was a record high COVID nineteen deaths. Yeah, and you know what? You know where it is? It's where fucking old Eric Stevens lives. Yeah, all cookies old, and cream headquarters. All these old bastards. Uh, well, the, the, the one picture I saw was in uh, was Jack uh, Jacksonville Beach. Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. Which is there's a lot of rednecks in Jacksonville. Right. We're just gonna go do whatever they want to do. But what are the guidelines? Like, I don't know. Like, am I honestly am I supposed to be six feet away from somebody at all times? Are there not supposed to be more than ten people? Or is it like is like if there's ten of us, can we be within four feet of each other? Like, I don't really. They were never really super clear on this sort of yeah. stuff. So it's kind of just open to interpretation and everybody's interpretation is like, I'm going to, it's, it's one of two sides. It's like, I'm going to do whatever I want or don't leave your fucking house. And you're a murderer if you do. And just like everything else, it kind of falls somewhere in between, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I guess back towards everything else we're talking about. I'm, I'm curious, what was this uh, Tom Lawler degree and master's degree going to be? I have I have a degree in social science education. The master's was in sports and fitness. But I figured, I mean, at this point, I'm already a master of sports and fitness. So what's the fucking point? Look at you, get my doctorate, yeah. right? Just give it. What to is me. what's social science? Social science is like uh, government history. Yeah, like social no. studies. Oh, yeah, okay. you ever took okay. social yeah, studies yeah. at school? Yeah, it's a yeah, fancy, but it's a I fancy was, ass name for social studies. I, for some reason, because of the fact that they put science in there, I was thinking like, wait, is that applicable <sighs> to what we're going through? Because right now they include like, like bullshit, like psychology and sociology. I got stuff you. like that. You know, were you were you thinking you want to be like a teacher or something? I was a teacher. He was a teacher. Did you that Come part? on, come what on, Steve. Oh, yeah. Were you? He was a teacher it's, when he was a pro wrestler. Steve Guy's over here getting ready for his next podcast interview that he has scheduled for No, I don't have any more time. Right? It's my White Claw and uh, tequila mix that I've been no, drinking because I no told you that you I would drinking. drink with you. Yeah, because you had, did three other podcasts earlier where the, the whole goal is that you drink with the guy. <laughs> no, that's not, not the me. goal of it. No, the I'm one about it. Steve. I only had w- one that was supposed to be of mine, and uh, it was it was fine. And then, but those were very brief. But the other thing I did t- today was an AIW podcast. So, oh really? Who was? Who, wait a minute! Isn't that this? We've yeah, had we, we've been doing a bu- we've been like just banking a bunch of content. When, when uh, John Thorne says that he's been able to relax, he has put some things in my lap where he's like, "Well, we can record all these things. Uh, I'm going to make you the booker of the podcast. Just get a hold of anybody." <laughs> I thought you'd spread anybody, it out a little bit. I thought anybody. you'd spread it. Yeah, we had uh, we interviewed fucking oh, you Jake were on Clemens the, the other you were day. On the, Come on, you were on the hard list, Tom Lawler. Don't oh, you Jake worry. You were, you were Tom. You were number one on the list. You just weren't available until now. Jake Club is a great ref, by the way. I'll you got to see this schedule, this guy. He sends me the schedule, and it's like three, 5 o'clock, this, this, this guy, 10 p.m., Tom Lawler. It's fucking 1 p.m. Saturday, this person. 3 p.m., this person. <laughs> so who's tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow? Uh, cookies and Cream. Yeah. And somebody Eric else. Stevens and Marino from PME. Marino. Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought it was Dan Marino. I, I thought you got him. I used to tell gloves. Did that, get, yeah. that, that, that was on yesterday. Or maybe the day like before. Day. <laughs> I, got, I got Dan Marino just to talk about Ace Ventura the whole time. Yeah. I doubt you had a chance to get rid of big old Mr. Kanish. <laughs> True fact, my mom went to high school with Sean Young, who plays that a woman, Einhorn. Lois Einhorn? 
yeah, she is from school with Lois Einhorn. She's from she's from Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Where's Where's Roger Predactor from? That I don't know, but my mom was. I gotta find this guy. This guy, he was insanely, he was insanely jealous of the size of the bug's dick. So I gotta get by this guy, so I feel good about myself. I gotta find him at the urinal. My mom was in drama club with Sean Young, Lois Einhorn. So that was before the transition, or (laughs) after. You know what's funny? She was also in a movie called Finkel or Einhorn. Doctor Finkel. She she was in Doctor Jekyll and Ms Hyde. Which is like a an old '90s movie as well. Oh, uh, hey, <laughs> you know what's good is uh, yeah. So, are you guys, there's some downtime. So, have you guys um been on <laughs> stay, stay Home Hub? No, what is this? No, no. it's Pornhub. They just renamed it. Oh, okay. But you no, get a new domain. But you get a free uh, you get a free subscription. <clears throat> so I signed up as Dom Garini. So, <laughs> If, if anybody out there wants to friend me, <laughs> team filthy. Go, go right. I, I was like sitting there. I'm like, I'm not using. I don't know what to put on here, but that was, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> well, can you imagine? Like, it is definitely. You know, somebody's gonna go through and look at these profiles. I I gotta know because think about this too. Who's the guy or or guys who make these porno highlight videos? Right, because they've got a bunch of time on their hands now, and and they got free premium content. So this is like the best possible time to be one of these, you know, Sergeant Spank Bank or whatever, pumping out the music videos. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Troy Evans is the actor who played Roger Pedactor, and he was born in Missoula, Montana. Oh, look at that, man! There hey, I was gonna wrestle there, but uh. Then I wasn't because I was going to do an AIW show instead. We we haven't talked about AIW one time in like 55 <laughs> minutes. In. So, Tom Lawler, you come to AIW. Is that what we're supposed to talk about? No. Uh, oh, we don't fucking matter. care. The two-parter. It's going to be an ongoing series, I think. People are enjoying Well, if Steve Guy quits checking his fucking phone, maybe we can move on. I'm looking up Roger Pedactor stuff for you. I'm trying to see what other rides he was in. He wasn't You're saying fine. anything else. It doesn't matter. Roger Predactor was five five minutes ago. He's fucking <laughs> finally got the Wikipedia. Well, I was letting you guys talk during that. And before I missed the teacher thing. Are you using AJ looking... Gray as a hotspot? Not want to load the page. Earlier when I missed the teacher thing, it's because I was looking up the Viper and I never found a picture <laughs> of him. I'm still upset uh, another, about that. I got another random fact I can reveal here. Very disappointing. Uh, <clears throat> myself and my friends for a short time were the owners of tampabay.com but uh tell you're part of that's that. good yeah but uh they refunded our money i guess it was yeah well that's who who was selling the t-shirts dan patrick I think <laughs> he was selling selling those already yeah he was and then tom brady of course then uh filed a trademark for tampa yeah. bay so now yeah, I tried to get coin. in. I tried to get in before the uh, before it went down, but it was a good idea. Dot com, the dot com boom back in the yeah. early two thousands. Well, there's got to be something, right? There's got to be something we can get ahead of the curve with, right? Like, oh sure. Well, you know that uh, Dick Sporty Goods only as of like a year or two ago finally got ownership of Dicks.com. Really? Yeah. 
But there was a, wait, hold on. There you go. They had DickSportingGoods.com. They did not have Dicks.com. So that's why everybody always joked. They're like, don't look up Dicks.com. What was it? It was Dicks. <laughs> you, you ever been on MeatSpin.org? No. no. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> What's that, Tom Lawler? Oh, just check it on your phone if you have a chance. No. Yeah, Anyways, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> go to the library and look it up. What about uh, you seem like a, a guy that would have loved chat roulette while you were in college? Oh, Lawler. god, yeah, Ch- chat roulette. I went on there like two times, and that was enough. I did have a Snapchat for a little bit too, but legit, I swear, all I was doing was like sending dick pics, and I was like, I gotta get rid of this thing. <laughs> like, this is like, like, there was I was in a relationship for like five years, um, and then unfaithfully, and then uh, we broke up, and and I. I went single. I went solo. I broke off from the tag team. I went and did my solo career and uh, had a Snapchat for a short while. Just a lot of dick pics, huh? Yeah. I mean, I had it for like a month, and I was like, I got to get rid of this. And it, of this. Is this in the height of your uh, UFC fame? You're just snapping dick pics? Pretty much, yeah. Like UFC no 200? Uh, well, UFC 100. UFC, One, hey, 100. 100, no, that's what I meant. UFC 100, so... UFC 100, right? I win a $100,000 bonus. I uh, choke out CB Dalloway. I get submission of the night. But my girlfriend had flown out there to surprise me. I didn't want her there. So, <laughs> so like, I kept avoiding her. And at one point, I swear to God, I had one of my friends run the rope at the VIP and not let her in. <laughs> not let her into like this private, this little private party. You're such an asshole. Well, I was. Uh, oh, you were. Not, you were, yeah. yeah. Not, not your wife. And now I don't even get invited to those parties, so it doesn't matter. It's not, this isn't the one that became your wife, is it? No. No, no, no. Not even close. No. I, I don't even <laughs> know where to story. go right now with this. That's, that's funny. great. Uh, do you so remember how you, how you end up with AIW? Yeah, yeah. Thorne sent, <laughs> Thorn sent me an email and said, hey, Robbie. It was a Twitter DM. <laughs> yeah, Twitter it was a Twitter DM. DM. Twitter DM. Hey, Robbie, I heard you're looking to get into wrestling. Something like it's that. A, well, I've explained to you why it's all Dom Greeny's fault for the confusion. Well, that's <laughs> what you you saw me on his Pornhub profile or what? No. <laughs> so Biggins and I had, I don't know, we, we saw your, maybe you were announced for a booking or something. I don't know what happened, but. Um, it was getting around that you were going to take bookings and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's book him for jail. Let's book him for jail. And I was like, all right, I'll send a message. And right before I sent it, Dom Garini sent me like a character pitch vignette. And it was like him, like in the cage, but he put like Joe Rogan over it. And it's Joe Rogan talking about Robbie Lawler. And it's like some, like, I guarantee you it's probably like up on YouTube somewhere. And it's like all these like clips about Robbie Lawler. And like, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then like, it was right when I was sending you a message and I just like stupidly <laughs> said Robbie. And I was like, Oh man, I'm, I think I said, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I met Tom. Hold on. <clears throat> hey, Robbie, are you looking to transition into pro wrestling? Question mark. <laughs> Let us know. And hope, which I don't have been working, but let us know, and hopefully we can work something out. My response was, I'm kind of hoping that's a joke. 
Sorry, our wires got crossed. And there, there it was. Our wires got crossed. That was the excuse. That, that was, I think that was a big you, response. Was that, uh, yeah, your, your, like, your uh, urethra? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> your, your, oh, my whatever. God. You're never going to let me live that one down. <laughs> no, nor should I. Do you know how many fucking times I've had to deal with that shit? People misspelling my fucking last name, calling me Robbie Lawler. Hey, Ruthless. Hey, Ruthless. Hey, Ruthless Tom. Oh, ah, fuck. That doesn't even make any fucking sense. Oh, are you guys brothers? Are you cousins? Oh, I know your name's not even spelled the same. Are you related? <laughs> like, what? I forgot I've gotten that question. Is you know Jerry? Jerry? Is yeah. related to Jerry? Yeah, that's the other one, too. Are you, you must be Jerry Lawler's cousin. Yeah, he couldn't get me a fucking job at the WWE. Well, he almost did, but you <laughs> just quit go- oh, calling that, him. Yeah, that you what quit. Yeah, you quit going. Good point, huh? So does that lead to uh, the September was... show, to Bloodsport? What? No, he's no, J- Jalen. No, Jalen. It's Jalen. What are you talking about? So this is why I got thrown off. So no, Bloodsport. Right. Yeah, I yeah, know. I know. We had, the, original, yeah. the original Bloodsport. Yeah, we have Bloodsport, and we the whole idea was a mixed martial arts, bunch of MMA people involved, and I forgot that you are – what a year is that? A year later, Thorn, or two years later that Tom comes in? It's like six months later, I think. It's so okay, yeah, like twenty fifteen and then twenty sixteen. Does that sound right, Tom? It's American. Ro- it, I'm gonna say the wrong fucking show. To oh. Jay Lit twenty seventeen. Who's got their wires crossed now, Robbie? Because I was just, <laughs> just looking on Twitter and Drew. I was doing a Q and A. So, my wires are crossed. Uh, <laughs> so, Jay Lit 2017. Yeah, and, that was it. And I was going to wrestle Jimmy Rave. Yeah. Oh yeah, but he, uh, he didn't. He, he he was not feeling too good. Incapacitated, I believe. <laughs> Incapacitated. Yeah. Uh, sure. And so the night before, I'm about to leave. Right, I get a message from Thorn, and it says, "Hey." Uh, Oh, actually, let's just uh, maybe I can find it. Maybe it's on here. <laughs> this is oh my god, that's so funny. I don't know. You gotta give me a second here, I guess, to see if I can. Oh, bring it okay. Up. Yeah, yeah. Something while you're while you're looking, grave. here's my question because I know it's gonna tie into this. When did you decide you're gonna start basically cosplaying for the um, weigh-ins and eventually wrestling matches and other things. Why and how did that come about? Well, uh, the deal is like, uh, without, without the internet really mixed martial arts, like wouldn't exist. There was a time where it was like taken off pay-per-view and basically the only way that it, uh, was like around was the people who are on the internet doing all the work, I would used to stay up till like 4 a.m. reading fucking people typing results from fights that are going on in Japan and Pride. So I was like super into it. And when I went to the UFC, uh, that was the audience that I was targeting. It was like these hardcore – it's it's very much like the hardcore wrestling fans, like indie wrestling fans. This was like indie MMA fans. So that's who okay. I was targeting. And the very first person that I wanted to imitate was a guy who everybody on the internet – who was like a UFC fan loved, and that was the Just Bleed guy. Because at UFC, I don't remember, like UFC 8 or one of the early ones, they're scanning through the crowd, and there's a fucking dude just doing the face, 
freaking out flexing with just bleed on his chest and he was like an internet icon to the hardcore MMA fans and I I I went to the weigh-ins I took my shirt off I fucking flexed I had the just bleed thing on and all the hardcore fans lost their shit so I knew like right from the get-go that's the gimmick that I need to go with and um I started doing more stuff that was like uh wrestling based I guess I did a Hulk Hogan entrance um you know I'd already done the Dan Severn uh no actually I, I don't know if I had yeah I had no I hadn't done the Dan Severn one at that point but um i did that actually I, I was doing that kind of stuff like before as well you know sakuraba was one of my big uh you know like inspirations when i was younger so there's uh my google profile pic which i don't know if it comes up on here but it's like from one this of my fights in 2005 or 2006 and i'm fucking smoking a cigarette and i've got like five girls with me at the weigh-in, and this is some shitty amateur fight. And like my trunks, I was fighting around Easter, so on my trunks, I've got two Easter eggs where my balls are, you know. <laughs> so it's just always, I don't know. It's just always been like about Ever the showmanship. Yeah, this is sports entertainment, right? Like if you just watch a basketball game and it was fundamental basketball, like and you enjoyed it, you'd move to Europe and watch that shit. But it's boring. Right, people want to see dunks. Sure. They want to see some crazy shit. They want to see long passes, people shooting three, free, uh, three, thro- uh, free throws. No, three points. <laughs> what the fuck it is? Right, it shows how much I know basketball. But people want some entertainment with their sports. They don't want just fucking lame bullshit. And and I knew that. So that's that's a great answer. Plus, did you find? Yeah. Here's the other deal. You get your ass kicked. People are like, well, no shit. That guy was supposed to get his ass kicked. <laughs> right what a moron but when you win it's like oh my god you got beat by that guy you got beat by the guy that danced out there to who let the dogs out you know? see but it's funny you discovered early on that you're supposed to create this weirdo persona but you just i don't you didn't stay doing all of that i guess i don't i don't i feel like if you were the weirdo right now doing all that random shit in today's day and age, do you think things would have gone differently? It's, it's, uh, it's calculated. Like I'm not like people in MMA, the MMA circles used to think I was out of my mind. And it's like, honestly, if you talk to me and then go talk to a lot of MMA fighters, I'm probably a lot more conscious about what's going on than they are. Like they're the ones that aren't with it. They're the ones that don't get it. You know what I mean? They didn't get it. Yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not the one that's like, yeah, I'm not an outlier. It's not like I'm the one that figured something out. This is fucking common sense. Like you've got to have some sort of connection with the fans. And MMA is volatile enough that unless you're going to be George St. Pierre, you can't be the stoic fighter who just sits there and gets by on their skills. There's one, you know, maybe two guys in a weight class that can do that. You have to be fucking realistic about it. I'm a six foot tall, like, Okay, I'm 5'11 and three quarters. Uh, 5'11 <laughs> and three quarters tall. 210-pound uh, white guy, you know, not like super overly athletic, but I'm pretty tough. So it's not like I, I know all the advantages that I have and I know what you're supposed to do to take advantage of them. Like I know that this is a sport or I got into two things that rely on being like physically tough and being able to take a beating and having some intelligence, you know, and be able to like yeah. navigate the waters when you're out there. Uh, and those two things play to my strengths. Uh, the same thing with all the entrances and, and stuff like that. Um, those are, it's basically like, it's helping me relax 
as well. You know, like okay. I watch fighting all the time. I watch wrestling all the time to be in that atmosphere, you know, it makes me feel more comfortable. And when you're more comfortable, you fight better, you perform better. So, I mean, I can go on and on about the reasons why. It's just all part right, of well, me. So back to AIW, did you find this DM about Jay Lit in the night before? Did you find it? Oh, no, no, no. All right. Yeah, so, but well, anyway, we'll go to yeah. it. It was we talked about like, it here before. It's something you know. J- Jimmy Rave was just—he uh, wasn't doing too good, and we were alerted the night before. He may have been raving, and uh, <laughs> he wasn't. Yeah, I think he went to a rave, and uh, I, I reached out to Dan Severn, and I worked out to deal with him last minute because he was in Michigan and he would drive in, and. Uh, I think I let Tom know right before he was getting ready to fly out. And uh, I don't think he believed me. I think he thought it was a joke. (laughs) Oh, I sure as hell did not believe you. Here it is. I got it. I have some bad news, but possibly some good news. Jimmy Rave canceled. Oh, he canceled. But I got Dan Severn to replace him. It will be unannounced and a surprise replacement. And my surprise was, are you fucking kidding me? Which John said, but he wanted to know if you could do the cosplay deal again, like the weigh-in. And, yeah, uh, so did, that was a real thing brought up by Dan Severn. He, yeah, that was like that was like a request when we when I talked to him on the phone. Really? Dan's a phone call guy. Yeah. See, like this is one of those things, like because I had never like I may have met him, but we didn't have like an in-depth conversation about me dressing up like him. So. You know, even hearing this now, like, I don't know if we talked about that. Like, I don't know if Dan mentioned that. That was his request. Yeah, yeah. He, it was. A, yeah, he definitely thought it was funny. Like, he was oh. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he could do the thing where he dresses up like me again. He couldn't keep a straight face during the match. So <laughs> I know he thought it was that funny. sounds right. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, what was that whole experience like with Dan, Dan Severn? Let's get into that. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to think, right? Like, I'm coming from. I'm coming from the MMA world, essentially. Like I've had a few matches back in, but it's been a long time since I've wrestled. Dan Severn, I had no clue that he had what he had been doing on the wrestling scene. Like, <laughs> you know. So and I and, and I didn't met anybody, right? This is the first time I'm meeting anybody. This is the first time I'm at an AIW show. This is the first time I'm meeting Dom, who's trying to like give me some background information. This is the first time I'm meeting Eddie, who's telling me fuck, I wrestled Danny, forgot everything, and I just had him choke me unconscious, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what did I get myself into? Dan's there with, like, three guys with all his championship belts and shit, and Dan... They were trying to sell some, like, pyramid scheme medicine, too. (laughs) Some MSM, multi-level marketing scheme going on. Yeah, it was. Uh, Dan is like... He doesn't remember. You know, you're talking about Thorne having a bad memory. Dan's memory is way worse so apparently at some point like i was talking to frank and and frank's like how you feel like frank's there coaching me right my corner guy right yeah how are you feeling about this and i'm like i don't fucking know man like i can't remember anything i i don't fucking know how this is gonna go so i guess i went to the bathroom and he was talking to frank dan and frank were talking and then dan left and he pulled frank pulled me aside he's like he told me he's so fucking nervous He's like Dan was super nervous about the match was fucking shitting bricks. Like, so then I, we got out there and we were in the corner. I want to say a minute into the match 
And he looks at me, he goes, I forgot everything. Take it home. <laughs> and, then, and I was like, in my mind, I go like, oh, fuck. Like, these guys flew me out here. I've been out here for like one or two minutes. There's no fucking way. So I ha- I forced Dan Severn to wrestle me for another God even knows, 10 or 15 minutes, however fucking long it took. He could have been straight face. I don't know if it was, know if it was that long. It was. It was. Was it that long? Yes. <laughs> Probably 10. Yeah, I think yeah. you guys had like a 10-minute I mean, a lot of it fair. was me talking shit to him, but I mean. And then he uh, would do his beast, beast, beast <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he turned. <laughs> beast. And then, I mean, the, uh, I mean, not to throw Dan under the bus, but it wasn't that easy coming up with a finish to protect him. So it also yeah. had one, one of the worst finishes uh, in AIW history. He wants to look strong, man. He's got those belts on display. He's got that ultimate. Ul- he's got that ultimate ultimate belt back at the oh. gimmick table. Better match, according to you, uh, Tom Lawler, Dan Severn, or Tom Lawler Worldwide Cinematic Experience. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, let's be honest. Worldwide is not as good of a wrestler as Dan Severn, but that match may have been better. So yeah, okay, that's fair. That's I mean, fair. I yeah, I may have to go back on Pod Van Dam and give them a fucking a recap of that Dan Severn match. I remember after I, I I went to the back and Thorn. I didn't even I didn't ask shit to Thorn. Uh, <laughs> you go like, what'd you think, Thorn? Said, like, How'd it go? Or like, what'd you think? And I was like, that fucking sucked. It was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, walked off. It was fucking terrible. It was a great like, moment, though. A great got, moment. I got down. Yeah, people the, loved it, though. I got down to the bottom, right? And Frank's there coaching me. And we're like sitting at the table. And I'm like, God damn, that was fucking terrible. And he's like, you got to bring it tomorrow, man. He's like, you got to fucking bring it. You got you to go out there and step your game up tomorrow. You can't go out like that. You got to fucking bring it. So then I got this this fucking professional coach trying to hype me up for the next day after that performance. Do you think that Dan forgot everything just because he enjoyed your uh, cosplay so much? No, I think Dan forgot anything because he was in those early UFCs. <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that every single person I've talked to that's wrestled Dan was like, oh, yeah, you forgot. Yeah. You know, I think that's a sign. Now, even better, this is my, this is my favorite Dan Severn story like beyond even dressing up as him and wrestling against him. There was a, a show here that uh Carrion Cross now, Killer Cross, the former Killer Cross, uh put on called Natural Born Killers. And it was an MMA show over uh like the UFC fight weekend or their international fight week, right? Where they fly everybody out, they have like Hall of Fame ceremonies and all this stuff. And um he, he has the show on a Friday night. And I remember, uh, like, he's wrestling Dan Severn on the show. So I'm talking to Dan in the back. I'm like, hey, Dan, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're out here. Uh, what they bring you out here for? He's like, yeah, I'm out here for the UFC Hall of Fame ceremony. I'm like, Dan, that's tonight. He goes, no. <laughs> no, he goes, no. No, no, it's not. Yeah, Dan, it is. Okay. So I leave, and I, I swear to God, I walk off. In between this time, there's probably – Two, three hours go by. He falls asleep. He takes a nap. He wakes back up. And I'm walking by. He's like, Tom, come here. I right, come over. And he goes, I think you're right. I think the Hall of Fame tonight. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I don't know if they flew him out there and he was supposed to like get up on stage or like they flew him out there. He was just supposed to be in the crowd. 
but apparently he wasn't at this fucking ceremony that they brought him out for because he was at the Killer Cross show. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love Dan Severn. Yeah, he's the best. He's the Veridice guy, yeah. So, yeah, so that was that was night one, and then uh, we went to that bowling alley after yeah, that. Yeah, Mahal's, Mahal's, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Mahal's? Yeah. That's yeah. it? And then, uh, and then the night two was the next night. So. And that's where I gave you your full time contract. Hey, I got the yeah. please come back chant, man. You got the please come back chant, and then uh, I think it was it was after night two that we were at Mahal's, and we were all talking. And uh, was it was was Kevin Thorne there then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mordecai. Yeah, yeah more so Mordecai's that's, there. That's when he wore those. That's when he wore those uh, Christmas he, lights. Yeah. He had, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and he had like the USA romper or That's something right. going on because yeah, yeah. he's like, I gotta drive back and uh, right. make it back to my Memorial night. Day barbecue tomorrow. We're hosting. What? I'll and, never forget when he fucking nailed Swaggle with that trash can. Holy the shit! Best. I, yeah, that, that was one of the, my favorite moments of wrestling. He has it like saved on his phone. He'll like occasionally just respond to a tweet uh, that I do, and it's just that like a video. Just of that, it. Yeah, I want it as a uh, homepage. But yeah, so that was that was there then that the Thorn had a a couple beverages and he was like, "Hey man, <laughs> gives you the full AIW schedule." Here's all the here's all the dates. <laughs> did you feel? Did that feel? Uh, I'll let you chug that first off. Yeah. What what's that feel like after being so uneasy all weekend? Then Thorn comes up to you and is like, "Hey man, here's all the dates." Uh, I thought I was in pretty good shape after the match, and to be honest, because like we're, we're putting together the match, and I just thought to myself, like, okay, people here know Dom, right? They know Tracy. Yeah. Tracy's great, and then you got Mike Tolar, who was making his final appearance. So everybody knew that the crowd was going to be hot for him. Unintentionally, um, that was his final appearance, <laughs> and uh, I like. There's, you know, we go in the back and in true AIW fashion, it's a multi-man match, but there's just a winner on there, right? Not like who's taking the fall, not like, <laughs> yeah, hey, what's, you know, what's getting set up here. So yeah, we got a winner, you know, you guys figure it out. So I was like, Hey, here's the deal. I'll go in there. Let me, uh, let me fight everybody. And then at the end, you guys beat my ass, right? Like I'll, I'll fucking stay in there the whole match. So we did essentially, uh, and, 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 you know, much to, like, those guys' credit, um, they didn't, like, shut me down in the match because he easily said, like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we don't want to do this, we don't want to do this. But I think because uh, of the booking and the fact that uh, it was, like, Greeny and Tracy who liked that style of wrestling, uh, I think that they were, like, more than happy to, you know, try to put me over in front of the crowd. So i went out there and did my best and tolar was a tolar was a was a he's a big time amateur wrestler like, like kent yeah. state or something yeah. yeah and he was like i mean i'll put him over he was more than happy to do nothing in that match i mean he was he was i like, think he like i think he got i think he got weirded out because he wrestled Britt baker the night before and he got hurt and i think that scared him and he just never came back <laughs> after that so like uh so, yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I went out there and I wrestled for, like, 20 minutes and uh, I got my ass beat. And uh, I guess I realized that, like, if you go out there and you get the shit kicked out of you enough times that people will start to like you. 
because I did that in my MMA career. So uh, <laughs> I figured I'll just do that same strategy, and uh, it worked. Like I was like, I'll just go out there and just give me every fucking move that you guys can, you know, like beat the shit out of me because that's the thing that I'm probably best at, uh, and it worked. I'm, I'm, sure I'm, I'm trying to remember because you have like a dirty blonde hair, and your hair was longer at the time. So you go out and try to find something to make your hair black to do the Dan Severn cosplay. But then you find out that you've got to move on to night two. What? I don't remember. Did you, did you get your hair? You did. You got your hair cut by Frankie Flynn's sister yeah. or sister-in-law, right? I got my hair cut. <laughs> uh, I had it dyed and I had the mustache. Show. I had the mustache and I had the black hair, uh, and then I brought all the rest of my stuff for the next day. So I, and I think I you got a Chuck like, Liddell mohawk. No, nah, that was the ne- that was when I faced Eddie. Oh, okay. That was Absolution uh, when I went. Yeah, that was Eddie Absolution. Kid. Yeah, Eddie. Yeah, because I had the I had the uh, stash too. Like I was gonna yeah. try, I was gonna try to do like a UFC character for every single like match, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on, like I would have ran out of guys. I did run out of guys after two. So, did you, you just come out with a shaved head? I, no, no, no. I, I just cut my hair short, so I still it was like a fade, but it was black. Okay. And then I had the banner, the full on banner, and then Frank. So it was it was like another. It was like a new presentation, you know. I had the the shorts with all the the good sponsors on them, Pampers and Durex. <laughs> those those were good. Uh, I don't. I feel like we have to have him on again here, Thor. Was we're approaching? Oh, we're yeah, we've, an we've, got, hour we've gotten. To, we've gotten. We've gotten. We're at hour twenty, and we've gotten through his uh, first weekend. <laughs> we haven't even talked about his uh, his his obsession with the ridiculous drink at the Funhouse yet. So there's so uh, much stuff. Like, <sighs> I mean, my biggest contribution is the video. Think about that, right? Like, out of all the people that were at the that. Uh, Wrestle Rager, I probably have one of the better memories of that night. Yeah, we we just talked to CPA about that uh, earlier right? today, actually. Yeah, and who was the man? Which, who was the director? Who was the Spielberg of that scene? <laughs> Which you might wanted be, to be, might be a be part of? Ready. Maybe he, Tom Lawler's going to join the production. The new director. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to be a part of Wrestle Rager, like that was. I was a, begging a that you you had been asking. Yeah, uh, I think I asked to be a part of the production as well at one point. You probably did. I did. Because you because you wanted to use that leather stuff a little bit more. Oh well, oh, hold on. I wrestled. Yeah. I just I just watched my match against Frankie Flynn the other day. And if, do you remember that entrance? Because I came out to fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. with the dress and the lipstick on. I mean, that was like. And you did the whole like basically like gold dust kind of deal. Yeah, I used to love gold think, dust. Right. The, bo- really the bondage, it. the bondage, and the uh, the wolf mask are my two favorites. <laughs> that was absolution against Dom. Have you ever and been, that was uh, you ever been on Ham and Eggers on Instagram? No. It's the no. best. It's the best site, right? It's just it's just jobbers, right? Ham and Eggers on Instagram. <laughs> I was I went. You through told it. me about this. I was laughing my ass off, just fucking howling <laughs> at all these Ham and Eggers, and I scroll down, I find myself. And it's, and it's, it's where I've got the uh, the fucking gift mask and like it's a wig on, and it's just like, what the fuck, what the fuck is this? Like the comments are like, what is this? And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. So, 
Oh, I love All right, let's, let's uh, wind this particular episode down because we're going to have to do this more, obviously. Uh, Tom, it's only been, it hasn't even been three years yet then since you appeared in AIW, but you are so ingrained in the AIW culture and history. Can you compare that to anything else that you've done? I mean, I, I I just said I watched that match with Frankie Flynn. I watched the uh, the match from Slumber Party Massacre when it was live uh, the the other day, and no, I mean, I just remember like I was so excited to head to that AIW show um, to win the title, and it, like I honestly, I mean, the only downside, the only bummer about it is that it wasn't in Cleveland, you know, where like. You know, it's just a different atmosphere there. When your rise happened, yeah. actually. Yeah, the, the the whole feeling and scene at AIW, you know, I try to tell people, like, some of my friends will go to wrestling shows in other parts of the country and, and see me wrestle and be like, hey, you know, you guys you guys are missing out because there's, like, some really special stuff going, or, uh, going on around the country. And, you know, more so than anywhere else, really, like, in my mind, that's in Cleveland, you know, which is fucking awful to say, but... <laughs> Oh, come on. Oh, God. <laughs> but I mean, really, like, I mean, I go there. I have so much fun every time I go. Um, I like, I don't want to, like, you know, put myself over, but I don't care about taking shitty flights. Uh, I don't care about being in the worst conditions if, if there's nowhere. Like, I slept behind, well, I slept outside behind <laughs> a bank one time. I wouldn't let you in, you know? Because I couldn't get, because they wouldn't give me an early uh, entrance into the hotel. So, I mean, like, I'm willing to do that stuff for a reason. You know what I mean? So, I fucking love AIW. Are you kidding me? And, and you know, the fans have obviously taken a love to you. Uh, as we referenced the Slumber Party Massacre match, uh, you, he went to, while we were standing in the ring, or, and you said, Where's, uh, what's the funhouse? address what's the cross street is oh yeah and fans on twitter lit it up because we introduced uh filthy tom lawler as hailing from the fun house at the corner of franklin road and west 117th street in cleveland ohio and uh that may have gotten one of the biggest twitter reactions all night hey if, honestly if you show aw some love then you're gonna get it back i mean that's just how it is so. it is a very loyal fan base i have found yeah, no kidding. Oh yeah, but there, I, I mean, actually, there's a reason why. You know what I mean? Like if uh, if the product wasn't good, if the product wasn't what they wanted, if you treated them like shit and insulted their intelligence, then they wouldn't be there. I was no, amazed instead, at how instead, loud... I, I, instead, I make all the wrestlers go drink with them all. <laughs> Is that wait? Hold on. Are we getting fucking hosed, bamboozled? This whole time? <laughs> no. I I was amazed at how loud the AIW like loyal contingent that was there that night popped when we did that funhouse introduction like you would have thought there was 200 of them there because they were just so excited that we went with that it felt like it i mean honestly it felt like it so all right well we'll we'll end this one there we'll have to do this again obviously uh as we hit a basically an hour and a half uh any final thoughts to wrap this one up tom lawler no maybe next time have like a schedule or like a timesheet or uh, maybe tell me what the fuck we're supposed to be doing so I don't just babble on. Oh, well, no, we would we, just give just you the times. Out. I'll be back yeah. after the pandemic is over. Just in, is that a good in true, AIW, true AIW fashion, we'll give you the time and, and everything else is just up to you. <laughs> you gotta figure Hold out on. No, no, no. People have headsets <laughs> and shit now. 
Come on. There's been a new leaf. Hey, honestly, I was thinking about this. It's bad, but Kidman's available. Uh, I don't know. Right? If we can I can you get him? Can you afford him? Probably not on a full-time basis. What about Savio? Savio? <laughs> Savio, Savio wanted, to fucking, wanted to be my business partner. <laughs> I know somebody. I got an investor. He told me I got a monster. He told me I got a monster on my hands, brother. <laughs> you got a monster on your hands here, brother. You bring me back. You know we'll go do big things. From from Frank to Savio, you know they all want to be a part oh. of the board of directors. You never know. Well, hopefully everybody enjoyed listening to this one, and uh, you have so much more to look forward to when we have Filthy Tom Lawler back. For Tom Lawler, for John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next time right here on AIW's. The card is going to change. <laughs>